internet. Ten seconds is an eternity. It's a third of the way to Mars. My name is Matthew Kroll. And Matt, we've talked about this. 30 seconds to Mars is just the name of the band. It's not the actual distance to Mars. Boo. My name is Shahir Dowd. Welcome. And this is the only podcast about movies, specifically the film Pop Star. Never stop, never stop it. That's the whole name. And at first I just thought it was a tagline to hear, <laughs> but it turns out it's the legitimate name of the movie with a colon and everything. Oh man, that's going to be hard to Google search later on. Uh, I guess it's smart though, because if you try, if you just Google pop, pop star, star yep. you might not find the hey, movie. They, they, these people, they do the marketing. Yeah, they know, they know the tricks. Yeah. Yeah. These guys know what they're talking about. Uh, Shahir, I'm so happy you're back. Obviously last week we uh, did a little on the road trip. You weren't there uh, doing X-Men. And by listening to the podcast, I'm kind of happy I wasn't there. Not to the podcast. That sounded like fun. Easy. Let's but, see if you can pull yourself out of this one. But uh, seeing X-Men sounded like it was not it was not a, my bad. It was a bit of a chore. And I was glad, as I mentioned in the last podcast, I was glad that you weren't there because you would have just used it as total fucking ammunition to destroy me. You know what's funny is I actually really dug uh x-men days of future past i thought that was a really good movie I yeah that, really that doesn't fun. that that still that, would just make it still if you liked that one and you saw this one it would just it would be the same result you know when i was listening to the podcast i was thinking is and we talked about this a few weeks ago but is the is our superhero movies the place people go to die no like brian singer Usual suspects, apt pupil. This guy was king of the hill for a little while. Yeah, and with the super in the superhero movies, X Men, X Two, he was still the king. Yeah, but and then as, no, no, no. As good as I think, you know X2 where super, is, you know where they go to die is DC movies, my friend, oh, because boy. then he did Superman Returns, and then he and yeah, he's like, no more X Men. Let's <laughs> give it to Brett Ratner. He'll be able to handle that <laughs> ship. <laughs> Uh, this is not the podcast about that, though. This is the podcast about pop star Never Stop, Never Stopping. We actually just walked out of the theater. This is the uh, first the time in a while movie. that you and I have managed to like go to a movie together. We saw it, we saw it together as friends, and it was very nice. Um, was but very before we even get into it, speaking I, of friends. I was very uncomfortable when you touched my knee. Yeah, yeah, sure he was. <laughs> uh, speaking of friends, uh, let's talk about a little bit about our internet wonderful friends. Guys, if you want to get in touch with us, Shahir, where can they reach us? Uh, you can always email us at onlymoviepodcast at gmail.com. Hit us up on Twitter at onlymoviepod. And uh, we've been getting uh, a few really nice reviews on iTunes recently, so please keep those coming in as well. Please hit us up on iTunes as well. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, Popstar... Uh, well, l l let's let's go back a little bit. Are you a fan of Justin Bieber? <laughs> <laughs> baby, baby, um, baby. No? I actually really liked the last Justin Bieber album. Okay. I did. I thought it was kind of cool. Okay. The one, the, uh, you know, you know, Look. The, tr the tracks that he did with, um, not Major Lazer, but um, he did with Skrillex and... Um, it's ma it's Major Lazer, but under a different name. Well, I'm this, showing my age right now, well, of, like this, not knowing people's ages. I mean, look, this whole movie is basically a farce making fun of the entire idea of a pop star. I mean, that's what it is. Right. Um, I, I'm not a fan of Bieber, but I, I enjoy... How do I put it? <laughs> I enjoy what Bieber gives us. And by that, I mean just watching a very talented person... Uh, be dragged down <laughs> up and down by a thousand other people in their in their group be it their it's family or friends or people that they work for or sorry that work for them yeah uh, it's funny because i i don't like i don't know much about bieber the personality no i i just i've heard a few songs i'm not a big fan of like 
the earlier stuff because I think, and the only reason I'm not a fan of that stuff is I'm just not that demographic. I'm not that age group. Um, but it's interesting to like watch something Bieber will say get taken out of context or be put in a different, you know, like, and then, and then, you know, like realizing that he actually said something that dumb as well. Well, the thing, the thing about, <sighs> but he's like, it's to me, it's the thing like Tiger Woods, which is this like, you remember when Tiger Woods had sex with porn stars and people were like all up in arms in it? Yeah. And I was like, if you personally have been anointed as a God on earth for like 20 years of your life, you might do things that ordinary people don't do. And it's the same with Justin Bieber. If you have been like anointed since the age of 12 or 13 as like a major pop star, when you grow up to like 22, you're probably not equipped for like everyday, ordinary, normal life. And you sure, might just have a different sure. perspective But on are, you, are you literally excusing Tiger Woods cheating on his wife with prostitutes? No, I, I, uh, that is a different story. What I'm talking about is that people- <laughs> I just want to make sure. I want to clarify for the people at home. No, people were like up in arms that Tiger Woods was having sex with multiple people. And like, not, not the- Yeah, because he was married. No, not the marriage. Okay, that's a, that's a separate story. But people, what people were really upset about was the fact that Tiger Woods would have sex with people. Like six because with, he was married. No. no one's getting up in arms when Justin Bieber fucks anybody. Don't do they? Don't, no, like, they, they're like, interested. They're not pissed off right. because Justin Bieber's not buried. Justin Bieber is a twenty-something kid who you're absolutely right. Fame was thrust upon, and mm -hmm. again, no one at this point in media is surprised when a young star that yeah. burns super hot uh, goes a little bit nuts and then apologizes and tries to become a human being again. Right, uh, which is kind of like the plot of this movie. Uh, so now we've come full circle societally and we've watched this happen with the Biebers and the fucking all, all, all child stars really even going into even film if you want to go that far. Um, and now uh, it's become a genre. It's become a genre of uh, super talented people being handled poorly, not letting them be equipped for regular life and uh, the ups and downs of life. And now we can make a comedy out of it. Well, in the same way that, uh, say, this is Spinal Tap made a comedy out of the the heavy metal scene, out of the rock or, stardom. Yeah, or it's even, kind of a similar. It's a similar thing, depending on when they started. Like yeah, it depends yeah. on how they. That's the thing with Bieber, and that's the thing with Connor, uh, Connor Andy Samberg's yeah, yeah. Uh, character in this film. Is these are people that have literally been super talented from basically birth. I mean, Bieber has videos of him uh, on the internet from when he was like, God, it's, it's eight or, or something like that, know, nine. Yeah. Um, so and then, like, and there's a really funny clip in this movie where they, they cut to like Connor when he was a baby, like killing it on the drums, like yeah. in, in an obviously CGI shot, but it's a, it's a great little, um, throwback, a uh, callback to that. Yeah. Uh, it also reminded me, did you ever see that movie? Um, uh, walk hard, the Dewey Cox story. Yeah. I love that movie. I think that's a great movie. Uh, also with, uh, to, to a person that's in this one, who is Tim Meadows, Tim Meadows. Thank yeah. you. I, I think I, per before we even get into the story, I think Tim Meadows is the MVP of this movie for some, like, I just think he kind of like steals the scene show every time he's in it. Um, Which is, I, I will, I will agree with that. I, I, it's rare though too, because normally he's just a nice supporting role. I mean, if you even look at me, Mean Girls or any of the other stuff, he's just sort he, of like there. To, to me, well, even in Mean Girls, I think he steals the show in Mean Girls. He just got this kind of wry smile that he knows the where the joke is, and he kind of plays it just right. You know, like he, he know. I feel like he knows when the joke is silly, and he knows when the joke is. Fun. Yes, and, and I, it, it, I, 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 that's the thing. I then because of that, yeah. and because he is an excellent actor and performer, yeah. I don't think he. I think it's. I think it's a conscious decision. He doesn't steal the this the show for me. He's he raises up 
everyone else around. He's the support. Yeah. And he's, he's brilliant yeah. at it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's great support. So what is a pop star never stop popping, popping, stopping, hop, pop, lock, pop, pop, lock and roll? Yeah. Well, what? Tell me what it's about. It's about Connor for real. Uh, who was part of um? Oh, what was the band's name? What was the three of them's band's name? Style Boys. Style Boys. Uh, and the Style Boys is made up of the Lonely Island crew. Yeah. Uh, and they were uh hit uh, in this movie verse. Style Boys did uh, a bunch of songs and they had a couple hits. One uh, they coined a dance known as the Donkey Roll. The Donkey Roll. Um, which is no more or less ridiculous than any real dance craze that hits. And then uh, they it happens what happens with all of these groups: the Destiny's Childs or the Insyncs. Someone um, becomes Beyonce. Someone becomes Justin Timberlake. Yeah. Someone becomes Robbie Williams and uh and this has Connor yeah and this Connor is that person and he eventually pushes one of the members away who ends up going to live on a farm and the other one becomes his DJ that is being further and further pushed in the back uh played by directors Akiva uh Akiva Schaefer and Jorma Tacone yeah yeah I, th I think there's a kind of nice um parallel here with the way the Lonely Island has gone although I don't think I think they're just having fun with things that have probably happened to them, which is that yeah. Andy Samberg has become the superstar of the Lonely Island. But And they, I think they realize, and in, 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 in spoiler alert, the, the, the catharsis of this entire thing, uh, plot-wise, is basically like, you can't do it alone, assholes. Like, yeah. and, and I feel like the Lonely Island hasn't gotten to that point. Of course, yeah. that, but I think that's why the Lonely Island's been so successful, is they all have their roles, and they, they hoist each other up, much like Tim Meadows. Yeah. Uh, and they get you, they sort of make the package all that more better. Yeah. Um, but this is sort of the culmination of I, they, this is the perfect wheelhouse for the Lonely Island too because it's obviously very musical. Yeah, uh, and, there's, and the songs are great. There's five or six songs I think they did for this, probably more. But there's a bunch in the in the movie, and uh, I would personally buy the album. I'm sure it exists. Yeah, I would. I would totally buy some of these songs. I think they're great. Um, it was, what was the fuck you like? But like, no, I'm gonna fuck you like Bin Laden, uh, and yeah. I don't understand the metaphor. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> like the U.S. government fucked yeah. Bin Laden. Yeah, yeah. That was probably my favorite. The Mona Lisa piece of shit one is brilliant as well. Uh, yeah, and, and uh, stay humble. Stay humble, uh, yeah. which it's funny. That was a, I used to do this sort of very similar joke. And when I saw it, I was like, yes, this is that joke sort of pulled to the, 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 the upper echelons of, of jokedom. Do you think they stole your joke? Do you think they stole your joke? Uh, no, not at all. Okay. No, I just, I always find it funny when I was like, crap, if I had only done something with that idea, it would be really fun. All right. So what do you think of the movie? I liked it. Yeah. I liked it a lot. Um, it's, it's, um, um, it's disposable fun, but I like it. Right. Um, that's an interesting word. I think we're going to, we're going to have, we're going to talk about that at some point. Well, because yeah, I mean, that's sort of what it is to me. Um, and I've, I've said on this podcast a bunch that not, you know, not everything has to be super long lasting. I think this is something that I would eventually, you know, watch again at some point, but, yeah. uh, you know, it's just, it's, it's again, we go back to the comedy argument being that, you know what? What are we going to rate this on? Or can you say you enjoyed it? Yes, I enjoyed this greatly. It's it's a uh, it's making fun of a thing I like making fun of. So right. it's sort of fish in a barrel for me. Yeah. Uh, and it's also people making fun of a thing I like making fun of. But the people doing the making fun of uh, are people that actually have been around the people that they're making fun of. And so and and they're they're medic, like they're good at the the kind of work as well like the songs are well made and the song you know like they they it's not like they're doing bad parodies or anything like that they're right. actually doing really really good parodies yeah yeah and they have stars throughout the entire thing down to fucking mariah carey is in yeah, this movie yeah. and uh the 
who, who her first line is, I related to that song so humble so much because I am the most humble the person. The most humble person. Yeah, yeah. And, and I mean, at some point you have to hope that pop stars or any of these icons that uh, we, we hoist up above, uh, they have to realize it, right? Like they have to realize that, that their life isn't normal. I mean, sure, but it's kind of it's coming back to that Tiger Tiger Woods argument, which is that their life isn't normal. But then, if you've lived in that world your whole life, what is normal to you? Like I, I'm pretty sure Michael Jackson's life doesn't resemble any other human's being's life on this planet. Sure, you know, like so I don't, you know, like so it's fun for us to make it's fun for the general public to make fun of that. You know, like we we don't. We don't live, you know, we don't drive fancy cars. People don't throw themselves at us all the time. Um, Speak for yourself. <laughs> yeah, I know. This podcast has really been taken off. Yo, this is blowing me up. Yeah, it's people stop me on the street saying, yeah. are you, are, you oh, the are you those guys that have an opinion about a thing you had nothing to do with? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sign my tits. <laughs> Dude, say that to us. Yeah. Dude, say, yeah, count me tits. And, um, <laughs> um, yeah, look, uh, from my point of view, actually, I kind I think the word disposable uh, threw me off a little bit because that's the word I use for like a lot of the Marvel movies or a lot of the action movies we see. I think for me, and I, I don't think that's the wrong word to use in this. It is disposable, but it is like for me, the thing that makes it slightly. Well, look, I enjoyed I had a smile from ear to ear the whole Yeah, movie. you were laughing. I laughed out loud and I don't you know, I don't often laugh out loud in movies. Um, the last movie. Oh, you I, tactful son of a bitch! Well, no, I just not. I often like my problem is is often I feel like you can s most jokes feel like I can see when they're when they're coming. You know, like they're, you ah, know, you're too smart for the comedy. I don't know if that's it, but I feel like ah, it's either that or you're a clairvoyant. Yeah, I'm a clairvoyant. That's what it is. I I, I can see the future. Um, but I but in this one, I the thing that really I think works is that this is a comedy right and the laugh per minute ratio is really high it is it's it, re like they're throwing jokes at you every minute yes big ones little ones ones that yeah. fit in the cracks ones that'll blow the roof off like it's and, all and, over the place yeah and you know and then they sit up jokes and call them back three or four times later mm -hmm. you know like it's just uh like owen for example you know like the whole joke there is that he's a dj and he's got all his equipment but pretty much this main piece of equipment is an ipod um, and then, yeah, this, like, what does he say? He's like, oh, and get your equipment. He's like, I got it. And he yeah, just holds exactly, up the yeah, iPod. Yeah, that's a perfect callback joke. It's like someone later on says, oh, and get ready. He goes, and he holds up his iPod. I'm ready. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just, you know, and then later on, like the whole thing with the iPod is it's 60 gigabytes, yo. I can put it on pretty much the whole show as well as some sweet audiobooks, bruh. Yeah, yeah. Harry Potter. And then in the middle of a show, he accidentally hits the wrong button and Harry Potter starts playing. Or, and, no, as a sound check. Right? No, no, no. Later oh. on in the. Oh, well, when the whole thing is. Yeah, yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah like, that's right. It's, it's just, they set it up beforehand. Yeah, they're barreling jokes at yeah. you like every few minutes. And so the, the, the laugh to, to, to minute ratio per minute ratio is really high. And I will say as well, this is a film for the Lonely Island guys that, like, like I said before, is entirely in their wheelhouse. Yeah. And I think that really helps. For instance, and I'm not saying, again, I'm not saying going back to Keanu when I we was were talking talk about, about Keanu. Yeah. It's like, that, yes, the. Comedy is, of course, in Key and Peele's wheelhouse, but the, the film they made would never be something that I would consider a Key and Peele sort of style type thing. Yeah. Uh, at least in, in if you're looking across their television show, where this feels like, th 
this is what I'm trying to say. I'm, I'm going around about <laughs> pop star. Never stop. Never stopping. Seems like the culmination of, of how big can the lonely Island joke type get? Yeah. That's yeah. this. And, and Key and Peele is like, they got super big and then they just made a movie with yeah. a one small trope. That's weird. That kind of felt like them, but not really. Yeah. It's interesting because I think, the problem with the uh, Keanu that we probably touched upon is that it felt like a sketch that had been stretched way too far. Right. Whereas this felt like they had plenty of material. It still feels like a Lonely Island sketch. Sure. Like, I feel like this character would appear in one of these sketches, but it felt like they had enough material to like really stretch it out. And there is a point at which I would say towards the end of the movie where it starts to feel a little long in the tooth, you know, when inevitably you know what this movie is going to be uh is going to be there's going to be some kind of redemption you know the whole thing starts with connor being too big for his boots so to speak uh forgetting who his friends are and you know that that inevitably means that there will be some kind of redemption towards the end of the film sure and when that redemption comes around i did feel like well we're into this part of the movie now let's you know let's just move on from this um uh but they i think they they stretched it out just long just long enough and what's weird um is that the Lonely Island material, things like uh, Dick in a Box, um, Jizz My Pants, uh, I Just Had Sex, uh, all that great, great stuff. Go look it up if you haven't seen it. The Tale of Captain Jack Sparrow. I mean, I, I wasn't just describing my my home life this thing. I was just, I, they, they are Lonely Island songs. But um, See, yeah. I was clairvoyant too. I saw that joke bombing before you even said it. Before I even said it? Yeah, yeah see, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> Touche, good sir. Touche. <laughs> Nailed it. Um, no, I just I think what's weird is that that material seems to suit online really well. Of course, yeah, you know, like it's it's perfectly bite size, bite size for online, and and they don't change the format too much. They kind of do this faux documentary, mockumentary style. I love mockumentaries, but it it really suits this big it screen does. experience, and it it's does. it's a really good experience with a bunch of people in I, the theater. I think I think the choice to make this a mockumentary was was super smart and and very um. Just apt for the people that would be watching it. Like, what other content are people like this watching? There's even a joke about sort of the documentary style when uh, Connor and a couple other artists run into each other uh, before the pop the pop star awards or whatever it was. Yeah, yeah. And like, and then each they keep their- looking at the wrong camera. Like, no, no, that's not my camera. That's his camera. No, 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 that's not your camera. This is Snoop's cameras. And then there's just a show called Surprise Motherfucker by Snoop. It's yeah. like everyone has a dock crew and then the, the boom poles are hitting each other because yeah. they don't know where to go. It's great. It's it's really good stuff. And, it, and, you know, the other thing would by doing it in this sort of mockumentary style that feels like it could be on YouTube. That's the thing. I feel like this movie would still play well on YouTube. Sure. Is that it allows them to jump all over the map like really quickly. And and then they but they still do like classic, great comedic visual gags. You know, like there's like there's a gag where like. Connor and his manager played by Tim Meadows are talking to each other and, and like they start talking about the numbers, the, the sales numbers for the, um, uh, for the album. And then they're like, Hey, can we turn the camera off for a second? Can you guys leave us for a second? And, and so all of a sudden you just, you know, it's that classic thing where like the cameraman is turning the camera off, but the sound is still recording and the sound just goes crazy. It's like a B attack, you know, like, and they pull out flamethrowers. And then the final, the punchline is, you know, uh, I hope you got that. And you told me to turn the camera off. And it's just, it's a great, like, little gag um you know so they they just they play that stuff really well and i think because akiva go um both the two directors akiva and jacob mm-hmm. uh, had directed a film before um the watch uh jorma sorry uh, akiva and jorma 
Uh, did you see that film? With, I did not. Uh, Vince Vaughn, Ben Stiller. Um, oh, yeah. I heard about it. Yeah. Yeah. No, and it it just it. I watched a little. It was one of those films that, if you want to talk about disposable films, that is a that's the definition of dis- <laughs> a fairly disposable film. It's just not a uh, not a great uh, piece to watch. Right. Um, but I feel like they really hit their stride here. Like they, yeah, like unlike, unlike Keanu, I think this is a really good showcase for what the Lonely Island has been about. Um, and it doesn't really falter other than I think, you know, getting a little long in the tooth towards the, towards the back half of it. It is interesting. I was trying to think of like, yeah, there's a ton to like about it. And and normally what we do on the show, if you're familiar with it, is sort of like, okay, and now we'll talk about what happens. And like, we'll go through the plot of the movie. The, we can still do that. I, I think there are some, some things. Okay. But I, just so you know, like the plot is super fucking basic. Yeah. Like, so just sort of give us sort of talking, but normally we do it because I feel like the plot is, is crucial for you to understand. Like it, it gives you a sort of a timeline and a track that even if you've seen the film, you can follow along with us. I feel yeah. like that's sort of why we do it. This film is literally pop star gets huge. Yeah. Uh, he pushes away his friends, surrounds himself by yes men, realizes it's all garbage, goes back to basics, then comes out triumphant. Yeah. And like, it's a story we know. Yeah. Exactly. And, I'm not, and, and, and truth be told, again, I'm the biggest advocate for know what you're going into when you go into the theater. Like, that's what this is going to be. Like, I never expected this to have some sort of thrilling plot. Yeah. This was like, I want jokes. Yeah. Yay, they gave me jokes. They gave me a lot of jokes, yeah. I mean, but I, I, okay, so for everyone who's listening in right now, we're going to go into spoilers, even though we don't think necessarily that, you know. Nothing could be spoiled for you. I mean, us describing the joke will not be as funny as you seeing the joke, so I think oh, we're safe. I don't know. My comedic timing's pretty amazing. Strike two. Strike two. Strike two. No, you got one more before you're one out. One yeah. before I'm out of the comedy, yeah. comedy The comedy game. baseball game. Oh, boy. Okay, let me just uh, work myself up. Here. Yep. Okay. No, no. Um, I think the 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 so the, the the general plot line is Connor is just about to drop his first solo or second solo album. Second solo album because his first one did Gangbusters. His yeah. first one sold like four million or something yeah, like that. Did really well. So he's about to drop his new solo album. Which side note, when they said four million, I was like, that's not a lot. I, I and, think, and then I, I think album sales is album so sales, low now. Yeah, yeah, like, right. and I was like, oh man. Yeah, because because people don't buy albums anymore. Right? No. They just buy singles. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. So uh, then you know, like the film basically starts to to uh, show us. Uh, you know, uh, Connor drops his first video, which is the uh, it's so you know equal rights yo, which is obviously playing on Macklemore's. You know, uh, what was that song? Love. Um, I know the song you're talking about, but yeah, the, I don't remember the, the name. Macklemore song. And and the the, the Macklemore. joke. Macklemore. There sorry. you go. Uh, the joke here is that. Uh, Connor is just trying to reiterate at every point that he's straight. Yeah. He, he wants gay people to get married and he wants it to be same okay. Love, same love. Same love. Yeah. Uh, but like everything, like there's little just quick things in the song. Just every time he's singing a verse, all of a sudden, not gay, <laughs> football, chicken wings, <laughs> not gay. Like that's, and it's like, yeah, I mean, it's just taking a, 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 a I mean, satirical it- dig at Macklemore, I feel. I don't know if it's an entirely an earned uh, dig at Macklemore. I think I think Macklemore kind of like sits up that he's not gay in that song, but not like over overly. But I think it's I think it's appropriate to this character, to Connor's sure. character. You it's know? if Connor did that song, and then they even make a joke, being like, "Why is he singing about this now? Everyone can get married now anyway. Like yeah, it's yeah. not even a fight anymore." <laughs> Which is great. 
Connor then like uh, tries to boost album sales by um, uh, getting a corporate sponsor. Oh, this is genius! Played by uh, who? Uh, Deborah, played by Maya Rudolph. Uh, uh, her name's based on Deborah. Deborah, yep, Deborah. Um, <laughs> and uh, and uh, I can't remember the name of the company. Aqua. Aqua something. Aqua something. And they're matter. basically gonna. Uh, play his music every time you open a fridge or an appliance. And this reminded me, of course, of the famous U2 incident. Right. You know, like it played off the whole U2 incident where uh, U2 had their albums available for download immediately on iTunes, which... uh, On On every iPhone. On every iPhone, which nobody wanted. Oh, Um, man. And you know what's funny? This is the kind of shit that corporations think people want, want. And it's interesting because... It even though I I 100% believe this is the kind of thing people don't want. Yeah. I guarantee you that it is something that people would buy. Do you know what I mean? Like how there's that weird sort of difference where like if you were between again, again this is the dumbest analogy ever, but if there were two refrigerators that You're were not known for dumb that, analogy. I know. That were exactly the same. Yeah. Right? But one of them they were both the same and same price, but one of them came with an album that it played. <laughs> That's something that in your normal human brain, you'd be like, I don't fucking need that. It's a goddamn song when I get my milk. But in your fucking lizard brain, you'd be like, oh, there's one more thing that's free. I want that one. Yeah, I do that all the time, actually, when I'm buying electronics. It's like, you know, when they give you like, there's the XL version or the large version, which just doesn't have this feature. You're like, I might need that feature one day. I really need the special edition of this video game because it comes with coins that I can spend and start getting hooked on a microtransaction yeah. system sooner than if I had just bought the $60 one. Yeah. Like, ugh. Yeah. And, and we are, we're, we're, we're suckers like that. So anyway, I know I'm getting off topic, but... I love that they po- po- poked fun at this. And then in the film, there's a huge fucking backlash. Yeah. It, basically, every every step that Connor try, try, takes to try and boost his album sales backfires dramatically. And, and the reason this one sucks and his first one didn't is pretty much in the plot, his now DJ and best friend, um, one of the original members of the Style Boys, Owen. Owen. Uh, yeah. uh, sure. He is the guy who did all the beats. Yeah. And the other dude who now lives in the farm is the guy who did all the writing. Yeah. And Connor was the front man. Now, it was, the first album just had the beats, so it was like fine and it was danceable. And, and pe- Oh, his first album was called Thriller also, which I yeah. thought was <laughs> choice. Uh, and But now, this album, Connor insisted, this is even a joke, he insisted on writing all of the songs himself. Yeah. And he got over 100 producers for 13 tracks to make, to ensure quality. That's actually, there's a funny infographic, and it's one of those ones that gets passed around on Facebook all the time. But it's like, it shows the amount of songwriters that were involved in Beyonce's uh, single ladies track versus the amount of songwriters that were involved in Bohemian Rhapsody. Right. And it's like, there's a shit ton involved in Beyonce's track. Versus one on uh, Bohemian Rhapsody, and you know, like actually, it goes to a really good point that we we should get into, which is that what do you think of the modern music industry? It takes a village to make them dope, Shahir. <laughs> it takes a village to make people dope. Uh I don't like it. Music's in a weird spot. Can I? Let, I like this. I like this tangent. Let's wax philosophical on music. Uh, so I get most of my music from Spotify. I I pay for the service. I don't do yeah. the freemium. And uh, do you and like the Discover Weekly? I love it. It's pretty good. But right? here's this is what I'm getting at. I'm glad you brought that up. 
human beings musical tastes and we've proven it and i feel like this is the first of many mediums to go down this road because i feel like music if you're looking at like dimensions of shit like music is one dimension right whereas like film might be visuals story and music like i don't know i feel like it, it gets more complicated when you add more elements yeah Discover Weekly playlist on Spotify. If you just listen to a bunch of bands you like for like a month, then your Discover Weekly Spotify playlist comes out. You're going to find a whole bunch of new music that you never knew you wanted to hear. And nine times out of 10, it's really good. Yeah. But Shahir, I've gotten to the point where my Discover Weekly playlist has become so self-aware and so masturbatory that I only listen to that on Spotify. And now it's just delivering me worse versions of the shit I like. Yeah, it's weird because like my musical taste tends to like jump from hip hop to classical to folk music to hard rock. It's it's all over the map. But if I for if I do what you did, which is for a week, listen on Spotify to like all folk music, everything my Spotify Discover Weekly gives me is just folk music from now on. Yeah. And it's like, oh, wait, I do like, you know, I want to hear what's new in hip hop. And it kind of goes to the point about what this film is really, you know, the main dig of this movie is that the modern music industry is very is very little about music, right? Like it's it's, it's it's not. It's about manufacturing personalities, manufacturing pop stars. And even you know what I find super interesting, uh even the the other difference is like look at the Adele's of the yeah. world, right? Like Adele doesn't want to be that. Yeah. So guess what? That's her story now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that's her thing. The she, the pop the, the 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 star she doesn't want to be is the exact story they make her star to be. Yeah. Like you're gonna be sold if yeah. you're gonna be successful. Oh, so, at some point. Yeah, yeah. I mean, at some point you have to. If you're gonna appeal to a mass market, you're gonna have to, you know, like sell your story. Yeah. I mean, it has to happen. It's weird. You know, like one of my favorite bands in. I think they're from Brooklyn. It's Fleet Foxes. Do you know the Fleet Foxes? I've heard the name, but I'm not familiar with the music. I, 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 I'm going to write that down. Fleet Foxes? I love Fleet Foxes. I think they're amazing songwriters. Uh, you know, just fantastic. And I think the thing that was interesting about them is I, I could never figure out what their story was. Right. Because they sound like they might have been from the 60s. You know, they, they have this sound that's very, like, 60s, hippie-ish, uh, you know, uh, Crosby and Nash kind of sure. style. Um but I could never find out what their story was. And then they stopped making music. And as far as I know, they went like the one of the, the lead singer went back to university or something like that. Huh. Um, and so like that to me. But it's weird because I I then like absorbed that story as part of the narrative of Fleet Foxes. And if I was to like market yeah. the Fleet Foxes, I would like say, oh, there's this amazing songwriting group that like really are true to the music and they stay true. You know, it's like mm-hmm. the Adele thing. She's not a pop star. She's a sing a songwriter you know like we really like we want it's we don't just want the music we want the identity behind them sure and no matter what it, it's 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 sorry i'm bringing it back to superhero shit here but the yeah, the the you know live uh, you know either die a hero or live long enough to see yourself become the villain line i think that's uh, applicable for a lot of shit like for instance my favorite artist right now is a uh british singer songwriter named frank turner yeah i see uh, books about yeah no i've read his, his autobiography and it's wonderful and you guys should check out his music and read his shit and go to his shows his shows are so fucking good um but he's like at you know why i might really resonate with him the most is he has a great story but he's just under the radar enough where he's not like he's right i feel like he's right at that level like before he blows up and right. he's done some things and actually in his autobiography um he talks about some of the things that he has done to sort of 
continue that level, not break that ceiling. He wants to stay where he is, which I which I appreciate. Um, there was a thing some producers on something that he was doing wanted. There was a female vocalist on one of his new songs on one of his new albums, and they wanted to pitch it to Taylor Swift right. to, to do. And he says, no, like no offense to Taylor Swift, but I don't want the song to be about how Taylor Swift was on the song. Right. Like it has nothing to do with Taylor Swift. I want to get this artist who I've worked with a million times who's super talented. Like, so like that's the kind of shit. And again, I, we're all building the stories. I'm building Frank Turner's story and telling it to you right now. But at the same time, there's, there's a difference between sort of the grassroots telling of a band, like of your, of Fleet Foxes or Frank Turner yeah. and the uh, Beyonce's and, and Britney Spears. I guess Britney Spears isn't really the example anymore. That's showing my age, but like, you know, just whatever, wherever music is now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, completely. And I, you know, like, even, and I, I think the, the film pop star is fun enough to make fun of a broad range of that sort of thing. Like everyone in this film is trying to sell a personality first and then a music second. Sure. Um, you know, they have the, the character that comes up later. I think he's Harry the hunter. Or something yeah. Like that, who's kind of obviously a ripoff of Tyler, the creator, um, you know, like who's this crazy hip hop, uh, figure. Um, and and the whole thing there is that like his music it's like I think they have interviews with Questlove and Questlove is talking about how I don't really get it but that's what's next you know like that's where it's going and it's you know like um, I often wonder where the where the ceiling is for pop stars like especially for female pop stars like I Vegas Vegas is where is certainly where they go to like retire at some point. Vegas baby. But also like don't you think for like young female pop stars now it's it's not just about your singing ability it's like how much skin you can show in a video like Rihanna's videos of marketing. Rihanna's videos have gotten slightly more and more porny as they've gone <laughs> as they've gone you know they've gotten slight every step we take they kind of go slightly more but I but at the same time like that's the game. That's that's the way it you're is. You're selling an image. You're selling yourself to be this thing, whether you're a man or a woman in that sort of world. It's no longer enough if you're going the pop route. Yeah. It's no longer enough to just make a good song. It's now you need you need the image behind the song because and <laughs> and maybe the difference is and I wouldn't even consider Adele for instance. I dropped her. I name dropped her first. She's not a pop star. Yeah. She's just a star. She's a musical star. Right. She sings songs that I don't really consider poppy. Pop music got I think, the, I think they are pop pop songs. But they're not though because there you can tell <laughs> in the songs and I haven't I'm great I'm speaking like well, I'm a big Adele fan but like in the in the few Adele songs that I've yeah. heard they don't feel to me as if they were incredibly produced or written across the desks of like nine people. I'm not it, sure that's the definition of pop music that's what it's become for me there's there's been like two thousand definitions of pop music yeah because i i mean like for example you know we talked about uh beyonce versus bohemian rhapsody at one point i think queen would probably be would probably fit into the category of pop music for their time but it's not pop music in the way why how, why why because it's popular music it's really popular. i know but now it's i think not like and it's not like just hard rock but the thing is things became like i feel like back back in the day uh pop music popular music became pop music because people actually rallied behind it and got and it sort of gained momentum from fans right now people have figured out much like spotify's discover weekly playlist we've discovered the code that people what people want and what people 
Corporations and computers and things know what's going to be popular before it is because we are very, very, very predictable as a race. Uh, so, uh, yeah, so, so it's like they've, they've cracked the code, man. They've cracked the code and now music will never, and a lot of mediums, media is going this way too, but music will never be like, there will not be a homegrown roots sort of type of band thing coming up for a long time where there'll be few and far between. It is all prepackaged nonsense. Well, it's, I think, I think what it is, is, is that the definition of pop in the word pop music has changed from popular to being more semiotic and uh, you know reminiscent of the definition of pop as in pop soda which is yes. that it's it's a it's it, sugary it's sugary it's delicious sweet, and and it will make you fat and it's easy you know like and it's that, easy yeah mm. that I, so now i, I think, want a coke <laughs> so i think we've gone from popular music to pop you know like actual pop soda um but and and you know look the the there's two people in this film that again, I don't think this is a film that's trying to make meta commentary or anything. It's not um, really. I I mean, I think it's. I mean, it's, it's, I don't I, know if it's making meta commentary. It's making commentary on yeah, things. I think it's having. I I also think it's more. It's just having fun with those ideas. You know, like it's it's poking fun at how silly every star who's involved in this who gives like the if the fake interviews about yeah. Connor and like watching him rise and fall and like yeah. all that stuff. I guarantee you they did it because they've seen things like this before and they're like, yes, this world we live in is ridiculous. Let's poke fun at it for a minute. And there's two people that pop up as cameos later in the film. Well, what I mean, obviously having quest love in the film is a, it, it adds some air of legitimacy because Quiz Love is known to be a good curator of music, a right. person who knows music very well. Um, but then later in the film, um, <laughs> Lonely Island regular Michael Bolton pops up. Yep. And, uh, and Seal. And I, I was just thinking about like the conversation we were having about the definition of pop music. And those two people had moments in their careers where they were very popular. They were they were probably you know number one's best selling artist. Uh, if our listeners are a little young, this might go back. You know, it might yeah. date us a little bit. Um, and you know, there's a quick. I I always think back to like Louis C.K. I always think about Louis C.K. I think he's a he's even a in the shower. He's <laughs> told me. I'm, I'm yeah. I think about Louis C.K. wherever I am. But I think Louis C.K. is a great philosopher comedian, kind of much like George Carlin was back in his day. But uh, Louis C.K. has this thing: is like, isn't it weird? That every pop, every female pop star now isn't just a good singer, but they're also really fucking hot. Like he was, and he, he's that was part of his commentary. He was like, isn't that weird? Like, why are there no ugly pop stars? Why are there no like pop stars that look like you and me? They all look beautiful and tanned and skinny and like like look like models. And he's like, it's just weird. And then he goes on to this like thing about old men jacking off the pop stars, uh, which is kind of funny. But I was thinking about there's this line that Seal has in this movie, which is like, "How do you think I got these scars?" And the thing with Seal is like, "How did, how did this pop star emerge with this scarred up face?" Um, you know that that really did take. You know, like Seal was a number one selling artist for for a minute. Yeah, uh, and he's still you know kind of like Michael Bolton, still remembered to this day. Um, 
And you know, kiss, like, kiss from a rose or kiss on a rose. I never remember. Th- which I'm not one sure if that's is. the breaking point or the no, tipping point for C. But like, I love that. So, like, that's a song that, like, at first you like. It was in the Batman set yeah, forever the, soundtrack, that's and that's where I was introduced to it. And as a kid, I was like, "Oh, this is a nice song," but it's kind of like my mom's song. Like, yeah. you know, it's, it's an older person song. And then as I grew up, I started liking it sort of ironically. Yeah. And now, like, I le- just legit like that's it. A beautiful song. Yeah. Like, let's not get. Let's go. Like, I get nuts about. Don't it. get twisted. Seals come back <laughs> but it, you know like seal doesn't look like a pop star and like would you have a pop star like seal pop up today well no because everything's so well maybe if it's planned i think i think <sighs> i think i think there's room for it and i think i w- the thing that the thing that i think i always um come back to is is having faith in listeners which is that listeners do find good music and champion it when they're really passionate about it music is one of i feel the it's the perfect balance between popular art and honest art as when it comes to the fans listening to music right. because like movies like we talk about for all different shapes, sizes, temperaments of people. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. it's, it's tons of saccharine shit. I mean, look at, uh, you know, I haven't seen it yet, but like the new Ninja Turtles and granted that's for kids. Maybe that's a bad example, but like just stuff that's like, we're going to throw this down your throat and you're going to like it. Like even X-Men, I'll give it to X-Men. Like X-Men is long in the tooth at this point right. and they're just going to keep doing it because they know it'll sell tickets. Whereas music is something that I feel like you need the the populace behind you a hundred percent. Now, granted, that's not to say that the populace, the music listening populace can't be manipulated. I think we're manipulated all the damn time, but I feel like you need to be more that like movies, just like, fuck you. You'll watch this. And you're like, yeah, okay, I'll be there. Here's my money. That's what happens. Like bad movies. We just go and see them. Like the Marvel cinematic universe. Nope. I said bad movies. Shahir. Let's keep going. Uh, But my point is music. I feel like, the second it doesn't feel real or stops resonating at all, people are like, I don't give a shit. Yeah. And, and that goes beyond, and I know there's different genres and things like I know EDM had its day and like that was just sort of, you know, and that still might be going on too, but there's like sort of different levels of how popular something can be. It's what I, you know, so like, I just feel like that's music is the art form out of literature, movies, video games, uh, books, uh, that, I feel like keeps it's needs to be the most sort of honest or on the flip side, the most tricky with its, with its patrons. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. I think, uh, well, there's, there's more, there's more content out there because the song is only three minutes and there's more of them. Um, So I think that's a factor in like, in why we are more, we, we're looking for more and maybe because there's more, more content out there, we can find little niches that work for us. You know, like people who are really into the goth culture can find music that really speaks to them. And the goth culture. (laughs) Yes. You're here. Welcome to the goth culture, the goth culture. Well, you know, like people find niches for whatever it is that they're into. Yeah. Um, and, and you know, like, um, there's the, there's the whole, I think the movie High Fidelity really tapped into this, the whole collector universe where, Mm -hmm. where people like are finding like, you know, ones, you know, rare b-sides and things like that and they're and they're really getting into that culture i think there's something interesting you mentioned before about the way in which movies can manipulate us more than music can be but i i do 
I do think music, I remember, uh, you know, like back in the day when, uh, uh, who's the band, Serge, Serge Tarkin is System it? of a Down? Yeah, System of a Down. Yes. When System of a Down was playing, like, and, and for me, you know, living and growing up in New Zealand, this is a, there's a good barometer for, uh, for this, which is that New Zealand gets music definitely secondhand from America. We, whatever is a huge hit in America <laughs> becomes a huge hit in New Zealand. I'm sorry. No, it's true. It's no, it's, but I'm just, apo- I mean, it's, it's awful. It's the way it works. Um, and you know, like friends of mine, we'd be talking about how like system of down came out with that track. Wake up. Uh, is a great track. Yeah. It's really cool. I you want to Yeah. But you know, like they were talking about, well, this feels like an authentic piece of, uh, Music because it, it doesn't feel like a pop song. But I was like, well, hang on. It, for In order for it to get to number one in New Zealand, it has to go through the basic same same route as most pop songs do. You know, which is, you know, like there's the big controversy of payola uh, in the music industry where people pay to have their music on the radio. When people are doing press tours, those songs will sure. appear on. When a new album is released and put out by a big label, that will get more airtime. And so a track like Wake Up by uh, System of a Down has to go through that same route. I, do, yeah, I agree with you. I don't think there's an organic route for like a little known band to like create a number one hit because ostensibly being a number one hit means that you are in the marketplace for, you know, for those kind for that kind of music. Yeah. Um, that's all, again, that's kind of meta commentary that I don't, I, I think it's inherently in the film because of, because of the industry that they're poking fun at. Sure. But it's also an industry that they're part of. And I think that when we say poking fun at, I think they're gently poking fun at. You know, like it's not like it's not like they're really getting into the music industry, which is, you know, I, I think would be a different film. Well, something that I found interesting, too, was this movie kept talking about album sales, album sales, album sales. Yeah. They didn't talk about downloads at all. For a movie that seems very based in its times and sort of, you know, conscious of what's going on in the music industry, it didn't quite handle that. And I don't know if that's... I think that maybe there as album sales doesn't rem- mean physical al- content sales anymore. I think album sales... Is mean, actually like, downloading the album? Yeah, I mean, how many people actually buy CDs anymore? Like... Uh, I don't know. I mean, I don't, I, I don't think... I, I, I think, you know, like album sales refers to like how many people buy it on iTunes. Um, the saddest day for me was when I realized that my new computer didn't have an optical drive, a CD or DVD drive, but also that I didn't care. (laughs) Like I've had computers where I'm like, God damn it. I can't install Starcraft on this thing. Starcraft one. But like, uh, you know, now you can obviously download it, but like, it's just very funny how the physical media and music particularly, uh, is gone. But it's, uh, you know, then the other interesting thing that I think you talked about as well is like, could, you know, movies manipulate us. And the, and the thing that I always remember in terms of parody, you know, we, we talked about Dewey Cox, the walk hard story, uh, walk out the Dewey Cox story, or this is spinal tap or, uh, what was the country music version of, uh, uh, this is spinal tap made by Christopher Gist. I forget. I don't know. Uh, it's, it's, it's an okay film. Okay. Enough for you not to remember its name. A mighty wind. I just Googled there it. There we go. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. Um, so, uh, but the, but the reference that I always remember is the Simpsons episode when, uh, Bart and Milhouse and, uh, Nelson, and I can't remember who the other one was, uh, create a boy band, the party posse. And they put out that song called, uh, uh, when it plays backward, it's join the Navy. And you realize the whole boy band thing has been manufactured by the U S military in order to like recruit people into the into the into the army and i think someone pointed out that there's a joke in this film that's very quiet where uh we see 
we see a newscast talking about Connor basically, um, you know, rampaging and, and going off the rails and stuff. And, and there's like little banner headlines that are going on underneath that. And the banner headlines are oil prices have rise by 40% this year, or we're at, you know, America is at war. And I think the fact that we, that pop music absorbed something like fuck me like Bin Laden without any of the, you know, like it basically reduced, pop star, yeah. yeah, it reduces that event, which I think has a lot of valuable debate around into a simple, yeah, fuck yeah, we won. And it's like, and pop music can, has the capacity to normalize that kind of, moral debate yeah um and i you know again i don't think that the film like the kind of commentary that you and i are talking about i think is there to be enjoyed if you really want to look for it but on the other hand if you're just looking for a fun movie on a friday night this is pretty great i'll agree and sort of take it a step further in the sense that like i don't think they went uh you know this movie is trying to do that but what happens is it's it's a very good movie that that is entertaining and you know when you talk about it you're inevitably going to start talking about the music industry because that's what they're doing and then yeah. it breaks down into the whole like why do we pay so much attention to these people so yeah i uh, yeah i mean it's it's one of those things where they didn't set out to be like we're going to make people think about why they treat pop stars the way they do. Yeah. No, they set out to write like six really hilarious songs and do a funny movie and then because yeah. it was so craftily done, then we talk about it. Yeah, it uh, and so when you said um disposable, I think earlier, yeah. I think I think it's disposable because it's dispo it certainly can be disposable, but I think there's material here that's worth rewatching. It's far more it's, sorry, let me, let me rephrase. It's far less disposable than most pop music. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, but then, you know, like, I guess in when you do any kind of meta commentary, like we're kind of doing right now, you can find things of value. You know, like, it, it, it's, it's not far-fetched that a song like Fuck Bin Laden could exist and, and possibly like a, 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 a more subtle version of that would exist right now. You certainly see in country music, for example, there's a big military uh, supporting edge to most, to a lot of country music. Sure. Um, so, you know, the fact that this movie reflects on that in some way, I think, is uh, is compelling. And I think real, you know, like if you talked about pop music in the same way, like the way that um, theme, you know, pop music kind of normalizes heterosexuality, for example. Um, sure. You know, like guy meets girl, girl falls in love, you know, like girl gets her heart broken, whatever. It, it normalizes that um, in a way that it could be detrimental to our society isn't it funny how all the guys i was just trying to think about this all majority of like dude pop stars about how much oh they love you girl yeah and all, the majority of all of the girl pop stars are about getting broken up with yeah wasn't it that the thing was like if uh they're waiting for taylor swift to break up with her boyfriend so that she can write another album i mean maybe i mean that's the, again that's part of taylor swift's story i Fuck, I like Taylor Swift. I have no problem with Taylor Swift. She's become a machine, which is fine. Uh, yeah. I understand that. I, I, you know, and it, you know, like pop star in a weird way is the epitome. Like, a good, I was surprised we didn't see a cameo. By the way, from Taylor, uh, Taylor Swift. Swift. Well, I think didn't they mention her at some point yeah. in the movie? Yeah. Oh, yeah like, Taylor Swift had died, and that was why he got to go to the pop star. Or awards. she's like, yeah, no, she'd murdered somebody. She'd murdered somebody. Right. Yeah. No, but like a good pop song is catchy and fun. And there's a reason why it's popular, you know, like it, it does work on a mass level. And, and pop star to me, the movie actually works in that same way, which is that it's catchy, it's fun, it's easy to watch, you know, like it, I could see it being popular. But unfortunately, as we talked about a little earlier, yeah. is that it, it's unfortunately not 
not doing that well a, at at the at the box office. It cost twenty million to make, right? Yeah, twenty million to make. Let's ignore the budgeting, uh, the for the marketing promotion. and promotion and sales. So far, it's a tally on Box Office Mojo. This is the first weekend you'll be hearing this episode a week later, so maybe the numbers will jump. Uh, but uh, its domestic total as of June the fifth will be four point six million. Now, hey. uh, yeah. Again, I would say this is a movie that is ripe for doing some alternative distribution for. I, sure. I think put this movie on YouTube and charge a buck to watch it, and you'll probably get the kind of numbers that the, that the Lonely Island polls. Yeah. Um, you know, like, so this is a movie that's prime for, you know, it doesn't have to be watched in a theater. Uh, yeah, it is unfortunate the movie's not making a ton of movie, uh, a, t- a ton of money, <laughs> and this movie's not making a ton of movies. Um, but, but that shouldn't, you know, we, we talk about, uh, box office kind of peripherally. Yeah. Um, it shouldn't distract you from either seeing or not seeing the movie. No. And at the end of the day, I feel like, uh, I guess sort of my final thought on, on the thing is it's, it's a fun time. You'll enjoy yourself. If you like Lonely Island, you'll love this movie. If you like funny music, you'll love this movie. Fuck. Weird Al makes a cameo and he doesn't even sing. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, does he, does he make yeah, he was the guy, he was the announcer at the pop star awards. He was dressed like like a uh, I oh, what kind of band was he dr- like? Kind of like a metal alternative band. Oh, was that Weird Al? Yeah, because I I heard you laugh at that, and I was like, I don't get the man's the joke. a goddamn chameleon. Yeah, um, I didn't get what the joke was. But obviously, yeah. But um, yeah, I think you should go see it. I think it's super fun. I think there's something for everyone. It's it's you know what's wonderful about it is it's inclusive in the way that we all are inundated with the subject matter so much. And we're probably at a subconscious level if we stopped to think about it, kind of sick of it, like yeah. of 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 a pop stars yeah. and not not necessarily the music, but just like the sort of the machine of it. Yeah. And this is something that pokes fun at that machine and like points out the cracks and like look out look how ridiculous this whole thing is. So, I th- I I think because of that uh, and because of the pedigree of the creators, it's totally worth your time to go see. And I would I would honestly say if you could see it in the theater, I would I would go. It you. If only to support something like this, yeah. And but it's not a but but like there's no like oh my god I needed to see it on the big screen like no you can enjoy this on a on a Wednesday night at your house like it's fine once it's out you know I think the only the only side of it is is that the music and a big screen in a good system right does, it felt good it felt like you're at the concert yeah exactly and and the music is good you know like I actually kind of like you know I get I said I would probably buy the album or uh, you know at least illegally download some of it. Um, no, I, I, I agree. I think it's, I think it's a really fun time at the movies. Um, and I think it's, it's unbelievably likable. Like that's, that's the thing. They, they really, they're able to like poke fun, um, in a way that isn't mean spirited. You know, I feel like everyone's in on the joke, um, and, and enjoying the joke. I think, I think what it does is it allows the music industry to poke fun at itself. Now it would be interesting if this if anyone walked away from this film thinking about how stupid you know like our obsession with pop stars and pop stardom is and maybe and that would be great if that happened um, eh. 
I don't but see I, it happening. But I don't see it happening necessarily. I think people will just enjoy this as a fun thing and then go back to watching just, you know, the latest TMZ episode with Justin Bieber. Oh my God, the, the mock TMZ shit CMZ that they have. CMZ. With Will Arnett. Oh my God, it was the best. It was That was probably the most telling of what they think about those people. Yeah. Like it's, it's, that, that was probably the most mean-spirited thing. Yes, but, but all deserved, very true. Yeah, deservedly so. Oh, so fucking funny. Yeah. No, I, 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 this is what I would call a fun time at the movies. Take uh, that for what you want. I don't Mike know. drop. I'm stepping out the room. What the, I don't know. Wait, uh, wait, see, he just used the F word. He just used the F word. Shahir Town. I'll see you next week. Just used the fucking F word. Fun. Choose a good song. All right. Well, in honor of Shahir, uh, becoming a real boy. I'll 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 do a, a good song at the end. But oh look, you're back. And oh, sorry guys, yeah. I just wanted to say. Um, uh, you can, you wanna, where can it, people find you? You can't leave without plugging yourself. You goddamn <laughs> pop star. I plug myself every you night. Fucking diva. <laughs> oh, see, and now he round. That was the third, the second strike, and now he hits on the third swing, and he goes round the bases with that joke. Is it? Did I Babe Ruth it or no? Babe Ruth hit the. Hit yeah, no, Babe Ruth was really good. You just got one out of three. Yeah. Where but, can people find you, Shahir? ShahirDowd.com is where you can see all my work. That's S-H-A-H-I-R-D-A-U-D. As some Stephen Buja has been pointing out, we should review my robot music video one that comes out as well, which is where... It's a myth. If uh, if you go to my website, you'll see some hints of that robot music video there. Uh, as always, you can reach us, Matthew and Shahir. We love reading your emails. Uh, people have been very nice to us recently with some very nice emails. Yes, thank you very much. Uh, at OnlyMoviePodcast at gmail.com or on our Twitter account at OnlyMoviePodcast. We're also curating a fairly active community on the Facebook page right yeah. now. Yeah, we'll post some uh, little fun movie tidbits as we find them. Also, if you guys want to write something on there, please do, and we'll talk about it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and uh, also leave us a review on iTunes. We have had a request for a movie recently to uh, to talk about uh, individually, which we will do when we uh, when we get some time to it. So yes. please, if you have movies that you want us to see and talk about. Um, email us in and we will uh, try to find a space for it. Yeah. Also, not that anyone asked, you can find me at MatthewKroll.com or at EmperorMSK on Twitter or Skeletor, the number four P-R-E-Z on Instagram. Uh, I'm not bitter. This has been the only podcast about Popstar. Never stop, never stopping. And uh, yeah, we'll see you next week. <laughs> <laughs>